Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the Rick Sanchez podcast, and I'm Rick Sanchez. And there is a shitstorm going on in the United States right now with this whole Donald Trump thing. Have you guys been watching what's going on? Um, by the way, we, we have not been talking for a while. We took a little hiatus because there was a bunch of stuff that was going on. But I, I, I guarantee you, um, and I know there's a lot of you listening right now from Delhi, India, and you know El Salvador, and all over the world who are uh, been checking out our podcast. And I'm so glad you're there. Uh, we are going to faithfully uh, do this podcast, me and my friend Scotty Mendick, every week. So uh, get ready, <laughs> get ready, world. There's so much to talk about, and I guess we have to talk with. Uh, well, I'm going to talk with, and you're going to hear this in just a moment, one person who is probably as famous as anyone in the whole world right now, certainly in the United States. If you guys have been following the politics in the United States, th th this has just gotten crazy. So her name is Stormy Daniels. This, this is, everything going on in America right now is really about Stormy Daniels. I mean, she's the genesis of this thing, right? So, uh, by the way, Stormy and I have a bit of a relationship. <laughs> That's kind of fun to say. Um, I might be exaggerating just a little bit, but one of the first times that Stormy um, was introduced to the world was when she was on CNN. And it was yours truly, me, Rick Sanchez, also known as Ricardo Leon Sanchez de Reinaldo, who decided one day that he was going to interview Stormy Daniels. Now, at the time, this had nothing to do with Donald Trump. She was in this, you know, kerfuffle with uh, a guy who was a Speaker of the House, and apparently at the time, he had uh, cheated on his wife, and, you know, these politicians, I'm sorry, I'll... I, for those of you who may take offense to this because you happen to love politicians, please don't take too much offense, but they're all scumbags, okay? They're all scumbags. And, you know, Trump slept with a porn star. Yeah, well, they all would if they could, and they all would pay him off if they could too, so just saying. But anyway, here we go. Stormy Daniels has a conversation with Rick Sanchez that day, and I literally uh, say to her, I'm embarrassed. I, I've never interviewed somebody like you before. I don't even know what to call you. So can I, do I just introduce you as a porn star? <laughs> this is what I said to her. And she's like freaking out. I thought she was going to like freak out and get pissed off at me. You know, hey, I'm not a porn star. I'm so much more than that. I'm a real woman. Um, well, actually, I was, I think you're going to be surprised. But Stormy is very comfortable in her skin and was very comfortable uh, talking to me that day on CNN. Here, let's take a listen. And now I'd like to introduce you to somebody who may be taking the senator on. She is considering the possibility. Some would say there's a whole lot of people who wanted to do just that. This is Stormy Daniels. She's joining us now. Stormy, thanks so much for being with us. 
Thank you for having me. You are referred to by some as an adult entertainer. Some of the news stories are saying you're a porn star. How would you describe yourself? <laughs> All of the above. Uh, exotic dancer, porn star, adult film director, Wicked Pictures contract star. Whatever you want to call me is fine with me. So there you go. Stormy, call me whatever you want, <laughs> she says. Um, all right, so now Stormy is front and center in this, I referred to it earlier as a shitstorm, and it kind of is, right? Um, somebody gave Stormy $130,000, and they gave her $130,000 not because she's cute and nice and because this person thinks it's nice to just give money to pretty girls. No. She was given $130,000 to shut her mouth. It's called hush money. It's a payment. So she doesn't say what she knows. And what she knows is that she slept with Donald Trump and that Donald Trump cheated on his wife. And this is the Donald Trump who was on the cusp of possibly being the next president of the United States. But if this comes out and it's very public, then that's going to destroy his chances, not to mention that Donald Trump did not want his wife to know that he cheated on her. Donald Trump's been known to cheat from time to time on not just this wife, but all of them. But, you know, it is what it is. So she gets paid $130,000. What matters here is, and this is the big story here, how was she paid, where did the money come from, and how was it documented? Listen to what I just said. Those are the three key questions that you have to follow in this case. It's not that she was paid. If Donald Trump wants to give Stormy Daniels $130,000, it's his business. There's nothing illegal about giving somebody $130,000. Donald Trump can give her $130,000. He can give anybody. He can give me. He can give Scotty $130,000, and Scotty would appreciate it. In fact, Scotty would probably sleep with him. But forget that. Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> so, he, so the question isn't, there's nothing illegal about giving Stormy Daniels $130,000. Where it gets tricky is how she was paid. And apparently, she was paid by Michael Cohen, Mr. Trump's lawyer. And apparently, that was put down in the record as a legal bill by the Trump uh, company, which would be dishonest, and it would also be a crime. But it would only be a misdemeanor. It's a misdemeanor to falsify the records of a company, right? So right now, the Republicans are kind of right. If they're saying, really, you're going to charge him with this? He falsified the documents, and he basically said that the $130,000 was a legal payment, when in fact it wasn't a legal payment. It was he told uh, this dude to pay it. So how it was documented, who really paid it, and what are the conversations? We're told there are 30 counts. I have no clue where they're going to get these 30 counts. I mean, uh, there's a lot of arguments as to how they can get 30 counts out of something which seems to be a misdemeanor unless they're really able to prove that he used campaign funds or didn't pay campaign funds and then didn't pay taxes on this. There's all kinds of things they can come up with, right? Now, we should know this, and this is important, and I want everybody to think about this no matter where you are. And this, and this is where it comes down to fairness, I think. So Michael Cohen went to jail. 
And Michael Cohen is asking what I think is a fair and legitimate question. I don't know where you stand on this. Some of you listening to me may be Trump people, and some of you listening to me may be anti-Trump people. It seems like those are the only two people that exist in the world anyway. So when Michael Cohen says, is it fair that I went to jail for paying off Stormy Daniels, even though that wasn't really what he was charged with, but still, we we, kind of know what happened here. So Michael Cohen is saying, I went to jail. The guy who told me to do it isn't going to jail. That's not fair. Well, when did Michael Cohen go to jail? 2018. 2018, Donald Trump was president. You can't really indict a sitting president, so they didn't. So they got the next best thing, his lawyer. And that's kind of what has some people on the anti-Trump saying, well, if the lawyer goes to jail, why doesn't the guy who told the lawyer what to do go to jail? I mean, Cohen didn't sleep with Stormy Daniels. Trump did. Allegedly. So that's kind of, you know, where we are with this case. And as we as this case grows, we'll find out what actually they're saying. Now, look, there's a possibility. We don't know this. There's a possibility that there's a memo somewhere or an email somewhere or or, or a text somewhere or or a recorded conversation somewhere where we hear Donald Trump say to Michael Cohen, "Okay, I want you to pay this woman off and I want you to make it go away. And I'm going to hide it and pretend that it's a legal payment to you. You can never disclose this. Oh, and by the way, this money that we're going to pay, we're not going to disclose it in our campaign funding uh, because we don't want anybody to know about it. And of course, paying somebody to do something is getting a service and you have to disclose that. So then that would be a violation of the camp, you know, federal campaign finance. So that's kind of where we are. But you know... I'm going to do an interview now for you with two guys, because I think the fair thing to do is talk to somebody who believes in Trump and somebody who doesn't. And we've got both sides. And you're going to hear this conversation, and they're both really smart people, and you're going to like them. But let me give you a little bit of my take right now, because I think this is really important. And, you know, I'm always fighting for the little guy. I'm a Latino. I, I grew up poor as hell. I never had any money. My parents never had any money. My parents had like $11,000. That was their annual income, man. That's crazy. So when I think of stories like this, I think of I think of all the little people out there who don't get defended in this shit. And I'm hearing so many people on the Republican side and on the pro-Trump side come out and say, "This is incredible. How can they do this?" And they're and 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 they're literally willing to put their careers on the line and their names on the line for Donald Trump because they think the justice system is unfair to Donald Trump. And and it may be, and it may be, but you know what bothers me? Where the hell were they in America when some kid is arrested for smoking pot for half a marijuana cigarette that was found in his car, when his driver's license is suspended and he can never work, when his accounts are frozen and he can't get an apartment, when people every day in this country who have no money because they are poor, because they are often from the inner city, maybe you could even argue because they're black or Latino or whatever, They are treated unfairly and they have no frickin' recourse. And nobody, I never hear 
anybody fight for those people. And let me tell you something. In this country, people who are poor and unable to pay fines, simple shit. I'm talking, they don't have the $300 to pay a fine or afford lawyers. They can't afford a lawyer. Trump has lawyers coming out the frickin' wazoo. <laughs> he's one of the most litigious human beings on the face of the earth. And I'm not saying he's done anything wrong that he doesn't deserve it. I'm just saying to hear all these people say, oh, poor Donald Trump, they're picking on him? A billionaire? It just, it rings so frickin' hollow to me as an American, as a Latino living in America. It just rings so damn hollow. And I would be fine with it if I knew you also fought for those people. People who can't pay their fines. People who can't afford lawyers. People who are criminalized and face not just a system that is more apt to prosecute them because they have no money, but then there's the collateral consequences of what happens to these people's lives after that happens. Their day-to-day -day lives, when suddenly they don't have a driver's license and they can't go to work and they can't get a job, when interest is added to their principal, when they're jailed for non-payment, and it's just, you know, a vicious cycle that just keeps on going, and before you know it, their lives are ruined. And often, I watched a case yesterday, I should find that and share it with you, a woman was arrested by a police officer for a DUI. They went back and looked at the tape, and the cop made everything up. I don't know why he did that, but he did it. He just made it up. As a result of her uh, getting that DUI, and they went, they went to court, and the judge looked at the case and said, this cop made this stuff up. Why did he do that? But by then, it was too late. Because she got the DUI, her drivers were suspended. Because she got suspended driver's license, her job was lost. Because she lost her job, she also lost her accreditation and her certificate to be able to teach. Her entire life was completely ruined because one police officer lied one day and she ended up with that DUI. And I thought to myself, who's fighting for that woman? Who's fighting for that woman? So when I hear all these people jumping up and down and defending, and it's not just Trump. That I, This is not a Republican or a pro-Trump or an anti-Trump thing. I hear this all the time, where people are willing to, like, you know, go out and fight for some politician or movie star or famous dude. I mean, there's so many more people who are worthy of that fight. That's just my little two cents. All right. So... In terms of Trump, this is the soap opera we now live in. Get ready, because it's going to continue for some time. Get ready for the soap opera that is this case against Donald Trump. And Donald Trump is going to have a mugshot. This is crazy. A mugshot. And he's going to sit before a judge. By the way, he's not going to be handcuffed. They're not going to handcuff him because it would be improper, I guess, to a former sitting president or a former president of the United States to handcuff him. But he has to go before a judge. He's going to be seen by zillions of people, maybe gazillions of people. And the judge is going to say, Mr. Trump, you're being charged with such and such and such. Then they're going to take the mugshot and the mugshot is going to be distributed all over the world. That's what's going to happen to Donald Trump, at least for now. 
And then maybe we'll find out what the actual charges is. And then both sides are going to hammer into their positions, no matter what the charges are, because nobody in America cares anymore about truth. It's just, I'm with Trump, so I'm going to defend Trump, no matter what the case is. Or I'm against Trump, and I'm going to be against Trump, no matter what the case is. And that's basically what it's going to be. So let's, let's play this out. Let's join the soap opera. I want to be an actor. I've always wanted to be an actor. I've always wanted to be on soap operas. I grew up watching All My Children. This is another All My Children. So let's have a conversation. I have two guests. My guests are a conservative talk show host and author, who, by the way, has spoken with Trump from time to time, met with him recently, and believes that this is wrong and that what they're doing to Donald Trump is wrong. So you're going to be hearing from Ed Martin who's a good guy, by the way. Um, and here's another good guy. You're going to be hearing from the other side. This is uh, David Lindorf. David is an investigative reporter and a columnist for The Nation. Now, you know The Nation. Um, and you probably know David. He's one of the best columnists and investigative reporters. He's done so many great stories. And this is the conversation that we need to have from both perspectives to make this fair. So let's do it. We're joined by our panel, Ed Martin. He joins us here in the studio. He is a uh, conservative talk host. He's also uh, an author and the president of the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And also joining us is investigative journalist and columnist at The Nation, David Lindorf. Gentlemen, let's have a good spirited conversation. I know you both come at this from uh, different perspectives. And, and David, I want to start with you. And maybe the simple question that a lot of people seem to be asking our, themselves in America today or, or, or even arguing about, does it seem to you, from what you've learned thus far, that there is a case here, that the former president should have been indicted? Oh, absolutely, if they think that he committed a crime. Because, look, he's, he's not the president. He's a former president. And under our system of, of you know, government, he's an ordinary citizen. He's not, he doesn't have special rights um, other than his documents uh, from the presidency that are somewhat protected, uh, depending on what they are. Um, but otherwise, he's just another person. So all the, all the uh, talk about this being unconstitutional and so on is ridiculous. How about that, Ed? Um, How but, about what he just said? This. I mean, if, and I think what David is saying is, look, if Mr. Trump were Mr. Rodriguez or Mr. Jones, <laughs> yeah. he would have been charged. That, that's what he's saying. Well, look, Rick, it's great to be with you, and I'm, I'm glad we're in this. But nobody's above the law, right? Right. Nobody's below the law. I mean, at a certain point, what we're watching is the law being manipulated for political purposes. There's no one, just from the smell test, from the outside, there's no one saying, oh, you know, all this time after he's been out of office, you finally figured this out. No, he's been declared as a candidate for president. It's interfering with the election as a matter of politics. And as you point out, you know, we were talking off the air. We don't even know what the charges are. They're sealed 30 counts. What is this about? Look, Michael Cohen, it's baseball time. Well, by the here. way, let me just stop you there. If we don't know what the charges are and we don't know what the evidence is why are both sides the democrats and the republicans going on the air and telling everybody oh this is uh, a case that a shouldn't be brought or this is a a case that definitely needs to be brought why don't well, we wait hear what the evidence is well there's a simple answer there we have a track record of how many years now where the media and the left works to put out something about trump and it turns out
out to be false. And they spend years conditioning the American people to feel a certain way about the Russia hoax, about Charlottesville, about anything, when the truth is at least much more nuanced, and at worst, it's false. Let's let David into that conversation that he, you just, uh, the point that you just made. Ed, how would you respond to that, David? I really have to laugh. I was a journalist in New York for years before I uh, moved to cover Hong Kong for Business Week and China for Business Week, and then came back to the States about 10 years later. I, Trump, I've written about since I was a cub reporter in New York. The guy has a basic approach of delaying trials, resisting any kind of, of provision of documents, and he usually gets away with it. And the reason that this case has lasted for, for more than four years is because Trump has fought every inch of the way to not reveal documents, and he was using the presidency at that point to do so. And he's delayed the access to any kind of information. Now, what happened that uh, is not being mentioned here by my, my uh, fellow uh, on the panel, I forget your name. Ed, Ed, uh, Ed Martin, yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, right. I, names, names go right by me now. Uh, the, the point is that uh, there's, there's the, um, there's the uh, issue that this last conviction of his company which took years to get the documents on, mm -hmm. confirmed fraud, financial fraud, and those documents include the stuff that's supporting this case. There's, so, so there's, short. So let me stop. Let me just stop hiding. you, David. Let me just stop you there for a moment. And I think what you're saying is, they've now got evidence that nails him dead to rights. Because, and I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying. And, and you, you, you and I were talking about this just a little while ago, Ed. If they have an email or a memo from, Do, uh, from Donald Trump to Michael Cohen that says, Michael, I need you to pay this woman off. This is the hero I'm going to put the money, but let's hide it. I don't want anybody to know that I'm paying. Make it look like it's a legal fee. Oh, and by the way, I'm using campaign funds to do this. If they've got that, you're right. He, he's in trouble. But but, we, but they would have had to refer that. They would have referred that to the Fed for a federal charge. I mean, that's a federal crime. Remember, the trick that's going on here that needs to be acknowledged, and it's a sleight of hand as the media has played along, the DA has a, has a supposed crime, a misdemeanor, under the New York state law that has to do with record keeping. Correct. And that is a misdemeanor. Because he wrote it as legal fees when, in fact, right. it was and, not legal fees. And if it was that's, a payout. Right. If that's a misdemeanor, then here we are. This, but what he's doing is charging a felony. You don't turn yourself in. You don't get indicted by the grand jury for a misdemeanor. And the felony is because he has to allege that it's a, a step up, meaning there was a crime that it was done for. And the crime that it was done for, he's saying, is it, we think, is this campaign finance. No, you're a lawyer and you make a good point. And I'm going to take it back to David. David, even some of my very uh, liberal Democratic friends who can't stand Trump, have told me they don't see this as a very strong case based on what they know. Now, remember, we don't have the evidence yet. Well, what, what is, how do you feel about it? Well, first of all, what we know is that the, the DA did not bring this case until after that conviction. And the second thing is, with regard to the state prosecution to this, the DA has to prosecute on state crimes. And the, the, it's a, he's a state prosecutor and what he what he has that going for him is that that's his office that brought the uh, the um, civil suit 
with uh, that found the the financial fraud. He has access to that. He has a lawyer working for him who brought who prosecuted that case, who's now being brought on to prosecute this case. I believe, and it's speculation. Everything you're saying is speculation. Everything I'm saying is speculation. Correct. I think, I think that the reason this case was brought is because of that conviction having made it possible to do it because of the documents well, that came out. Let me let, and second and secondly that. Uh, that be those documents have provided enough evidence to show intent to defraud the 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 electoral system. So um, because mm. that's that's the that's what turns it into a felony and and also a conspiracy. So what both you, both of which are not federal crimes, but state crimes. What, what, let me let me give that a chance here before we go to break. Um, in fact, let's do this. I'm going to I'm going to take a break. When I come back, I want you to answer the question that David seems to make or the point that David seems to make, which is pretty simple. People are saying he couldn't have done it. And the reason they're saying he couldn't have done it is because they don't know that there's new evidence that's come out in the prosecution of the Trump company case. And there's new stuff there that is going to shock you, uh, Mr. Martin. And in his chief, his so chief you financial tell me. officer who's in jail and who can be indicted for fraud now because of the information they're finding. So, you know, I, I there was the talk about his lawyer being canned by the Trump administration, Trump company. Right. No. And, so, and, and we're going to talk about Cohen because you're right. Cohen is mixed right in the middle. Well, Let, let's do this. Well let's do this. That 30 that 30 minute interview. We don't know. You heard what Dave, Mr. Mar what, yeah. what David says. He says, look, you, you, the, you Republicans are all going out and saying there's no case here when you don't know what new evidence is there. Well, I, I don't know if that's how I started this. So if you want, I can start a little differently. I, my objection is when he says we have no reason to think this. He's saying we, David and others, are saying we should assume this is all on the up and up when we have a record of about six or seven years where we've been lied to by the media and by prosecutors. The Mueller, the Mueller investigation was dog meat. The Durham investigation is dog meat. Yeah. At this point, we I don't have any confidence. And this, the, I, again, I go back to this. I don't know why David gets to skip across it. You can't charge a felony without, the, there's no, you're not in before the grand jury and turning yourself in to be arraigned if you're not charging a felony. The only felony, Cy Vance wouldn't do any of this. That's the previous guy. And nobody in the federal do, feds will do it until now. They're not thinking of the federal, uh, by the way. They're, no one has said there. I've got an open complaint. The only thing is to say, I'm the DA. I can't charge a misdemeanor and get enough attention. I'm going to charge this, this felony. And they're stretching the law. Let's just say we'll wait for the evidence to come in before we argue that out. But I like the first point you make. And I wouldn't be surprised if David kind of agrees with you on that. I, I have, I, I'm a journalist, studied journalism, practiced journalism. I believe, David, that Donald Trump made the media in this country BS crazy. Uh, and some of the points that Ed makes about the media losing its credibility, and that is partly why people may be reacting the way they are right now, m might have a hint of truth to it. D do you agree? Your problem what? Do you agree that the media in the United States was made so crazy and probably lost its credibility in its coverage of Trump over the last four years, that that is what is generating some of this criticism now over this indictment? Yeah, let me say one thing about the media and myself. I, I'm, I've been a reporter for 52 years, an investigative journalist. And a good one. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a, a, a liberal. 
I'm way to the left of the Democratic Party. Um, <laughs> and I have, you know, and I even think that Trump did some good things. I think his stance on China and particularly on Russia and trying to, to you know, develop a relationship with these countries rather than getting on a war fitting with them was was good policy. It's, I'm sorry it didn't happen. But yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I'm not I'm not saying that he did everything bad. I think the media in this country doesn't address any really issues. They go for, you know, trying to win elections so that they can get, uh, what do you call it, uh, patronage, basically. They're, both parties are pretty similar in terms of what they really support, corporate America, militarism. You know, so uh, I, just so you understand where I'm coming from. I think, however, that it's there's it's sort of laughable to hear Republicans saying that, you know, the Democrats are piling on Trump and he didn't do anything, you know, that's worth it. I watched a man that I have no uh, no liking for, which President Clinton being dragged through the coals for a completely ludicrous charge of having a, a, this this lying about this affair he had with uh a, uh, Monica Lewinsky. In his, yeah. in the so if, if you didn't like that, that you shouldn't like this. Absurd case I ever heard of. So, so, so here we are again, though. Yeah. But no, but he does. But wait, and uh, he does make a good point. Some of the Republicans, so, some of the Republicans who are now shocked that uh, Trump would be charged for something like this. Uh, wanted Clinton to be charged for something like this, well, no? Okay. If, if you insist, I wasn't a journalist at the time, if you insist, then you should agree that it's wrong, that it was wrong then, it's wrong now. I, I, I agree, that you shouldn't have charged, well, perjury is what Clinton got in trouble for, yeah. by the way, and and I think David would jump in and say, if you committed fraud, if somebody committed fraud. Yeah. But remember, you, you've now put your finger on it. This is about something that's morally salacious. I'm not, is this, and, and let me say, I hope David will join in. There's enough evidence in the public record confirmed now that the guy in the White House is in the middle of a lot of that corporatist action, big money to the Ukraine and to China, and there's no coverage of it, right? Yeah. I mean, so I-, I No, 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 listen, uh, I don't think you're gonna get an argument from David right. or from me- On the media's failure. That the media in the United States fails in its responsibility, okay. All right. and we should be asking questions of President Biden about the, the way he's handled a lot of, and President uh, Obama, for that matter. Right, right, right. Uh, and obviously President Bush, uh, and, and President Trump in some regard, but yeah. the, what we're left with here is a case where we're asking ourselves, and, and here's where maybe we, let, let's turn to the political side. Do you think in the end, David, to you first, that these charges will uh, help Mr. Trump uh, in his uh, chances of becoming president or hurt him? I think that they will probably help him a lot in winning the nomination and they probably will hurt him in the election. That's a because that's actually a fair point. I think it's, you know, yeah, you, you agree. Got a backfire in the end on him, uh, and it's going. But it's going to mean we'll probably have him as a candidate running against uh, probably Biden. I mean, that's pretty pretty pathetic. 2024 election. <laughs> you, you, you know why well, I think, you know, by the way, can I just give my opinion yeah. on that? You know where I think he may be right? In the end, when it all comes down to America has to decide, and not yeah. the primaries, yeah, yeah, yeah. which, which yep. get very tribal. Yep, right. 
people will have to either make a decision or hold their nose and say, what he did was kind of, I, I don't act like that. You don't right. act like that. Right. I mean, who sleeps with a porn star and, right. and helps to pay her off? I mean, right. there are Americans who will say, I don't want I, that anymore. If there's another guy well, like DeSantis, I'll take him. I, th I disagree in the sense that I think that's already baked into Trump. I, I do agree with David's assessment. He wins the primary. The primary's over. DeSantis is out. This is not even going to happen. If DeSantis runs its political malpractice, he's doing a terrible misjustice, okay. injustice. That's so interesting. Trump, so Trump wins the nomination 100%. I was on the Republican National Committee. I could see it up close. That's over. I think in the general, David's point is exactly right. You don't knock somebody out. Remember, Trump beat Hillary by 110,000 total votes in three or four or five states. Nothing. He lost by 55,000 in three or four states. You 1,000 cuts. And when you say to a soccer mom, he was indicted once, twice, three times, it, you just have to slice off the edges. When you say to an evangelical Christian, you don't have to worry about da, uh, Roe v. Wade. You have to worry about a porn star. You're slicing off the edges and you're trying to get that. So I think, but I do think this, if Joe Biden is a nominee, yeah. Donald Trump is running against a guy who started wars, mismanaged wars, and there's a bunch of younger people that aren't going to care about. You just said something interesting. You just, well, I, I just, did. Well, you, yes. you, you, <laughs> once a show. I, no I just heard what. you say he's going to be indicted once, twice, oh, thrice. Guaranteed, three times. I, Georgia's coming in the next two weeks. He'll be indicted in Georgia, and then the Department of Justice will indict him for some sort of record-keeping charge over how he maintained his records. Wow, it's going to guarantee. You heard it right here. So this is just establishing the traction for future indictments. Of course, yeah, that's right. It's that a, would sully him, though, right? It, one one sullies you, two does, three does, as more. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's, 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 I think that, it, I think it's a negative in a general, but I think Trump knows you got to get to the general, and if it's Biden, if the Democrats are dumb enough yeah. to put Biden up, then Donald Trump has a chance. He's the only... There, there are a lot of Democrats who might agree with you on that. David, to you, sir, your reaction to what he just said. Yeah, well, I'm, mostly I agree with him on what, you, what he said there. I mean, I, I do think I don't think that uh, international issues and war, sadly, are uh, a, a big priority for uh, anyone in this country. I mean, look at there was a demonstration in New York on the in Washington on the, the 20th anniversary of the invasion of Iraq and not I have an article in FAIR today. Not one mainstream news organization reported on that demonstration. Okay, there were like between 2,500 and 5,000 people there. That's a small demonstration uh, it, by you know global standards for an anti-war protest. But it was on the 20th anniversary of Iraq, and but, they were but, writing but all David, about but that. David, right. The David. idea that they buried that story, not buried it, they blacked it out, Go is... Well, but, but it's but but David, it's the 40th anniversary of the day after the movie about apocalypse and a nuclear. There are Americans that are realizing that we're getting awfully close to nuclear Armageddon with what was happening in the Ukraine and Russia. And they're not blaming that on Trump. They're not blaming it even on Republicans, although no. some of the stupid Republicans are trying to get uh, get some blame. That'll be the president. And I, I, I think, you know, that's a factor. But we are going to be stuck on this case for quite some time, oh, I think, because it's forever. the perfect soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> and and this really is, isn't it, gentlemen, the kind of story that our present-day media loves to inflame, loves to engage in, and almost gobbles up. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I, I really think, in the end, though, going back to the case, I have to say this because I mentioned it in my lead-in. Um, when Michael Cohen says, "Why did I go to jail for something I didn't even do on the orders of somebody else?" 
Doesn't he have actually a, a good point that some Americans are kind of agree with, though, Ed? I mean, well, I think he didn't do he didn't sleep with Stormy Daniels. I, I think he's got a point for where he is in his uh, uh, life. But I think, you know, when you're a lawyer, when you do the acts, when you do the, the deed, I mean, you know, people go to, it's not against the law to cheat on your wife. It used to be. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it is against the law to file things. And, you know, there's a letter. This is one of the things that people are mad about. There is a letter that came out. Trump produced it, I think, and said, here's a letter where Michael Cohen says, it, you know, we did it like this because uh, I, I advised him to, or one of the lawyers. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, look, as I said, I, I said to you, Michael Cohen is now, a, what, a convicted felon, a proven liar. He's getting in the Billy Martin, uh, George Stein. Steinbrenner territory back in the day. So you mean one I, is a drunk and the other one is no good? Yeah, a convicted felon. I just don't know which is which, which right? So, is right. So it's, well, uh, what do you think of Michael Cohen having so much uh, predominance in this uh, case, uh, David? I mean, that's that's the way it works. You know, you get what you get who you can get. I think that we're <laughs> going to see uh, the. Uh, Finance officer oh, for the Trump organization yeah. on the stand, and I think that that's going to be interesting. So you guys, that, and I, I do believe that that's probably the guy who had the thirty-minute interview before the indictment was dropped. We'll see. So. You know, at this point, we're waiting for the evidence. We're waiting for the literal shoe to drop, as they say. So, listen. My thanks to both uh, great guests, really, Ed, uh, David. Uh, thank you. Th this is this is the conversation. And as the weeks progress, more and more information is going to come out. And we'll have another show on this um, next week, uh, bringing you up to date on what's going on as we get more information on what these 30 counts are all about. And as this, uh, this soap opera, America's soap opera, we're not talking about all the crazy things that really matter. Banks, you know. Our, our, our policies overseas, the wars that we're getting involved in, the, the possibility we're about to start World War III. No, nobody's talking about that. We're going to talk about Donald Trump and the uh, porn star he slept with and how actually she was paid off and whether he committed a crime before the other things he's about to be indicted for, I guess. I'm Rick Sanchez. This is the Rick Sanchez Show. You didn't hear him in the background, but Scotty's got me covered. He's got my back, as they say. <laughs> and uh, let's keep doing this, huh? I think it's important to have a perspective that's different than all the rest. We'll be looking for you. Dolly.